This is a space for anyone raising humans and trying to find time to raise themselves in the process. The myths of motherhood are loud out there. This unrealistic motherhood culture we find ourselves in is toxic to our souls. It imprisons our progress, stunts our growth, and breeds limiting beliefs that altogether keep us overwhelmed. It's my mission to push the eject button on this crazy ride and help you find peace with your process. Through mentors and mistakes, I have learned that we have way more power and permission than we realize. I believe Jesus didn't just die to give us everlasting life in heaven. He died to give us abundant life, a full life right here on earth, right now in the midst of your sleepless nights in your Cheerio-covered kitchen. I don't know about you, but I felt like I didn't qualify for that kind of full kingdom life while in the throes of motherhood. Listen to me, mama. You have access to all that Jesus died to give you. You're called to kingdom things even now, even when you can't remember the last time you read your Bible or when you say bad words under your breath after stepping on yet another Lego. Mothering is hard and overwhelm is real and understandable, but it does not have to be your every single day. I want to help you out of the wind and the waves of overwhelm and into the peace of overflow through super practical things like decluttering, simplifying your life, making your home work for you, to mental work like ditching the pressure of perfection and comparison, defeating those toxic thoughts, and learning about yourself, how you tick, and what brings you to life. We're covering it all. If it's not real, raw, and helpful, it is not allowed. Fullness is in front of you. Let's go get it together. You're listening to The Fullness Show. Hey friends, I am so glad that you're jumping in with me on this bonus episode for um, the week three. We are, we've been talking about capacity and celebrating our capacity and um, I have just been stewing in this and feeling like there's some more that needs to be said and I want to jump in and go there. I've listened to actually two messages now, um, one from my pastor, one from a good friend of mine. Leslie, um, talking about the addiction our culture has to busy. And I was thinking, you know, as we talk about capacity, I feel like that flows so well with um, these messages talking about rest and talking about taking a Sabbath, like what that actually looks like in our lives. And whether you are um, a Christian or a Jesus follower, or maybe you're not religious at all, or um, maybe you're not sure what you believe. Um, this is something that is a soul um, jewel for you. It's not something that is just for people of faith. This is for every human being. And so I feel like this is going to be relative to you too. Um, But um, in our faith as Jesus followers, um, we're told to take a Sabbath and keep it holy, which means um, we rest for 24 hours um, once a week and we figure out how to do that. And in our American culture, where we are, that does not happen often at all. We do not keep the Sabbath holy. We think that going to church is the Sabbath, and that's that's it. When you go to church, that's your Sabbath, and then you're done. You go home, and you do all the things. Um, and really what the Sabbath is, is finding time for your soul to refresh, replenish, and rest. And that might be gardening. That might be um, just saying no to everything that day and just hanging out with your family and getting off of your phone, turning the TV off, and just really um, investing in your in your crew, going to the park and just watching your kids play, just 
letting go of the agenda and the plans and the to-do list and the motivation of all the things and resting. And I think when we look at capacity and talk about capacity, we've got to realize that we are not celebrating our growth and our capacity so that we can pack more into our day or more onto our plate. We are celebrating our growth to be able to look back and go, man, I went through something hard. I went through a stretching season and I came out stronger on the other side. My margins have grown and I'm able to handle more than I ever thought I was able to do before. I have lived through something hard. I have gone through something difficult and look at me on the outside of this. But to go deeper and to say, we are not meant to live up against the boundaries of our lives. We're not meant to to be so full and so busy and so chaotic that literally we're at capacity and there's no room. We're going to pop. We're going to break. It's literally like, you know, in Canto when she says pressure like a drip, drip, drip. And, and that whole song is like what we do as mothers. We, we just take it on, take it on, take it on. And then one day we explode and, and it's not pretty. <laughs> and that is not how we're meant to live life. God knew that that would be our reaction. He knew that that would be too much. And so he said, I want you to rest. I want you to trust me enough to be able to rest. And so when we look at our capacity, We look at where we're at right now. Look at what you're holding. Look at what you're handling. Celebrate it. Sit with it. Be grateful for it. Now, now check the health of your capacity. Now let's check the health of where we're at. Do we have margin alongside our capacity? Have we created buffer spaces and areas for us to rest and replenish and relax? Or are we just bursting at the seams? Is the pressure building so much that it's just going to go off at any second? When do you unwind? When do you relax and how do you do that? Do you sit in front of the TV for a day? Do you get on your phone? Do you take naps? What do you do to replenish? Because that's super important that you're doing it in a healthy life-giving way. For me, sitting on Netflix and sitting on the couch, which I am never able to do anyways, but used to when that was something that I would go do to just like unwind or chill, it didn't do anything for my soul. It may have given my brain a rest for a little while, but I kind of felt worse after I did it. Why? Because nothing was going inside that was good for me or life-giving. And I needed something that replenished me, not just entertained me. And I think that when we can look at our lives, look at our routines, look at our rhythms, look at what we're holding and running and and who we're raising and, and what's going in us, we're able to really look and analyze, okay, what are my priorities? What's important to me? What do I need to survive? And am I healthy? Is my life healthy? Is my schedule healthy? Do, do I have a problem saying no? Do I have a problem um, with priorities and really like setting priorities and setting boundaries and limits around our schedule? Um, our best friends uh, come over often and um, we are all like night owls and all of our kids are young. And so we put our kids to bed over at our house. I'll put their kids to bed. I'll put my kids to bed and we'll, everybody will be, all the kids will be asleep 
sleep. And this is finally our time to like sit, hang out and talk, drink coffee, talk about Jesus, talk about business, get excited about things. And we'll stay up till two in the morning, 3 a.m. sometimes. And we had to get to a point where we would used to laugh about it and be like, that's so crazy. We're great. And people were like, you guys are insane. I'm like, yeah, you know, life is a busy parent. And we had to realize that's not healthy. It's, yeah, we need it. And yes, it's good for our souls at times. And this is something that we've, we've, you know, needed to do. But there's a way to do that in moderation. There's a way to do that where it's not literally killing you for the next day. And you take three or four days to get back into a routine and a rhythm and a schedule because you've just killed yourself, you know, the night before and, and staying up so late and draining yourself like that. And the guys had to go to work and women had to get up and take care of the kids and be nice to kids. And it was rough. And that was something that we had a hard time giving up. We had a hard time realizing, okay, we need to be adults. We need to be okay with the fact that you guys are going to leave at midnight or we're going to shut this down at this time. And when we got there, though, we realized the benefit and the, we realized that the quality of our time was increased and we, we talked richer, we, we laughed fuller, we, we enjoyed our time more because we knew that this was the time we were cutting off. And that's just an example of setting boundaries, setting margin, creating the space that you need to be okay, to be healthy, to be full of, of good things and not draining yourself. And so while we are looking at capacity this week, while we are celebrating, while we are um, really diving into celebrating yourself and celebrating how far you've come, what you've learned and how far you've grown, let's also be intentional with our space and our capacity. Look at what's inside. Look at what you are holding, you're caring for, you are maintaining. And ask yourself, is this healthy? Is my capacity healthy? Or have I piled everything on my plate so that I can grow my capacity, but I'm dying on the inside? I am literally withering away because I don't have time for my soul. I don't have time for my marriage. I don't have time for the things of my faith and to grow my relationship with the Lord. I don't remember the last time I sat and had a good conversation with a friend about the Bible. I don't remember the last time I sat with the Lord and just asked him to love on me and and minister to me and read his word and listen to worship music and 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 just dove into to scripture with him. I don't remember then that time because it hasn't happened in forever because I'm run ragged and I'm doing everything for everybody else and I'm not okay. What is inside of your capacity and is it giving you life? Ask yourself that question. And if it's no, then here's some practical things you can do. I'm going to leave you with practical. Are you ready? Number one, tell somebody. Okay. Get real. It may be you going before the Lord and saying, I am not okay. And he's going to say, go tell someone too. We need to go and go to our friends, go to our family and say, I'm realizing I'm not okay. My capacity is here. It's great. I'm glad we've grown, but now we need to create margin inside of our capacity. We know we can handle this, but now we need to 
declutter our schedule, declutter our yeses and start saying no to some things, edit those things, get them simplified down to the core things that are very important that we are going to say yes to. My pastor says, Pastor Ty says, we have to say a hundred no's for every one God yes. And that is so true. If we can declutter all the yeses and get down to the one God yes, what has he asked you to do right now in this season? Right now we're focusing on this and you're gonna make people upset. People are not gonna understand because this goes against culture. It goes against what is normal. It goes against what people think is you should be doing. You should be doing this with your kids. You should be doing this. You should have them in this. You should have them in this and roll them in this. And then you need to be doing this. And then all of them need to be doing this. Listen, You can live that life and you know what that feels like. You know what your capacity is going to do. You know what your soul is doing. Or you can take a breath and realize I'm not okay. This isn't how I want to live my life. I get to make that decision. My husband and I get to say no to this. We have permission to say, "Uh uh-uh, we don't want to do this. We're going to do one kid in this for a season and the next kid, they get to take a turn and they get to do this. And then we'll switch it out. And then this kid gets to do this. And then this kid gets to, we are going to simplify our schedule, simplify our, our calendar, say no to things, cancel things, un- unsubscribe to things and say, here's our main priorities. Here are the things we are going to give our yes to. And we're going to create space and margin for God to come in and say, now that you can hear me and now that you have rest and now that you are replenished, watch what I'm going to do with your obedience and with your space. I'm going to send this person into your life and you're going to be able to be mentored by somebody. I'm going to send this person into your life and you're going to get encouraged. I'm going to, I'm going to wake you up to the, to the friend that you haven't really talked to in a while. And you're going to text her and check on her. And a friendship's going to be born from that, that a friendship that you've needed for a long time. Watch what God will do behind the scenes when you rest. Pastor Ty said this in his message last night that just grabbed my soul. He said I was, he does his Sabbath time, his rest time, 24 hours of just like replenished time, like honoring the Lord saying yes. He does it from 4 p.m. on Sunday to 4 p.m. on Monday night. And in those 24 hours, he honors the Lord with whatever is gonna replenish his soul and rest. He doesn't email, he doesn't get on the phone with people, he chills out, he goes for, um, he'll work out sometimes, sometimes he'll go for drives, he just hangs out with his family. He does things that are replenishing his soul. So around 3.30, he was about to end his Sabbath. He was in the in the truck driving around and he said, I prayed a prayer that I've never really prayed before and the words just came out and immediately I knew it was like the Holy Spirit just speaking through me. And he said, I said, God, I thank you for what you have been doing behind the scenes while I've been resting. And when he said it, he goes, I've never realized how much I've needed to see it that way. And he said, God just showed him, I'm opening doors and closing doors because of your obedience to rest and to trust me with the six days that you go, 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 go. And giving me your last day, your seventh day and resting and honoring me in this, I will do more with six days than you can ever do with seven. I will give more in six days than you will ever see in seven. Why? Because you're not doing it, I am. 
it's kingdom. It doesn't make sense. You, you, you think that, you know, you can do way more in 24 hours than, than, um, you know, God can and, and just you resting and God saying, watch what I will do. And I love that. And I think that when you get into that rhythm and mindset of saying, I'm going to trust you, Lord, with these 24 hours and I'm going to rest and I'm going to be intentional with for my soul and see what I need. What do I like to do? What do I enjoy doing? What gives me life? Um, Watch what he will do. Watch what he will do. So first off, tell someone, tell, tell yourself, I'm not okay. Tell the Lord, I'm not okay. Reach out to somebody, talk through it, figure out what does give you life? The second thing, focus on what gives you life. What do you enjoy doing? Do you have a hobby that you haven't done in forever because you've just been glued to your um, phone or your schedule for kids or your work schedule or what is, whatever it is? What do you love to do? What if what is what have you put on the shelf that you've loved to do? Do you love to golf? Do you love to? Um, go camping. Do you, what do you love to do? Find something to do that replenishes your soul. And three, give yourself a calendar schedule time. And maybe some of you are going, I can't do 24 hours. I don't even know how to freaking do that. Then give yourself four. Start at four and work your way up to 24. But start somewhere to say, I'm going to give myself an hour here. I'm going to do it here. I'm going to give myself two hours here. I'm going to give myself five here. And go in that order of saying, I'm going to make an intentional place in my calendar in this date. My husband and I are on the same page. He's going to do it too on this time, or we're going to get a babysitter and we're going to try this or however that needs to be. We intentionally set it in motion. We make it a priority. We make it an appointment and we say, this is something we're going to start and we're going to do together. And you're going to miss it. You're going to, someone's going to get sick. It's always going to be something happening because that's just life. But make space for it anyways. Make space for it and do your best to honor it. And watch what happens to your soul. Watch what happens to your heart. Watch what happens to your mood, to your stress level, to your marriage, to your relationship with your kids. You will feel fulfilled and lighter with only six days of amount of work that you have to do. And on that seventh day, what can God do? And watch what he does. So first off, practical step number one, tell somebody. Tell somebody you're not okay, your capacity is intense and you're living on the borders and you need to create margin. Second thing, find the things you love. What are the things that fulfill you? What are the things that you enjoy doing? For me, I love to um, sit with a friend over coffee and talk about the Lord. I love to go for walks with my kids. I love to go to the park. I like to be outside. I like to declutter. Sometimes decluttering is just good for my soul and I like get into a laundry room and I'm like, I'm just gonna get after it. And that seems like work, but it's so fulfilling to me and my kids get into it. I enjoy it. Um, what brings you life? What brings you life? What fulfills you? Jump in in those places. And then the other thing I would say to do right now is to look at your schedule and say, what needs to go? What needs to go? What is overwhelming too much, but we said yes because we feel obligated or guilty or like we have to what needs to go? And can you be courageous enough? Can you be obedient enough to say, I'm sorry, we're going to have to say no to this right now. This is just the, not where our family is at. We're overloaded. We need to create margin and we need to, we need to be careful with our capacity. 
Can you go there? Can you do that? I believe you can. And I believe when you do, you are going to see incredible um, life change. And it's going to start slow and it's going to grow. And you're going to look at the space and the time that you have around you and go, wow, I didn't realize I needed that so much. And then you're probably going to, if you're like me, you're going to meet up against something that is very, very embarrassing, but you're going to realize that you have an addiction to busy. And when you have um, space and time, you're going to want to fill it with something else. And you're going to be like, I'm bored. I'm bored. What's going on? We don't have, we have space to breathe. What's happening? What's happening right now? And you're going to want to fill it. Don't, don't leave room for the Lord to work and do something cool. Bring things that are healthy into your life. He's going to, he's going to bring people. He's going to bring ideas. He's going to bring inspiration. He's going to speak to you because you have room to breathe and to accept it. I hope this encourages you today. It's encouraged me. It's challenged me. It has pushed me. It has brought me to the place of where I have to start saying no to some things. I have to realize that my flesh, my my natural nature is like, no, like I got to do these things. And God's going, why? Why do you got to do these things? Is it because you feel obligated and the pressure to, to live and to celebrate busy and to run ragged and be like, yeah, I'm so busy. We like, we wear it like a badge, right? We wear it like it's a, oh shoot, this is a whole nother episode. I need to stop. But seriously, we wear it like it's a badge of honor when we're busy and we run ragged and we're not sleeping and we're like, yeah, I'm just doing all these things. And it's just, it's a lot, but you know what? We're doing fine. And we just kind of wear it like, like, mm, yeah, I'm handling a lot. And that's, That's so against what God has asked us to do. It's also incredibly prideful and it's very toxic to your soul. And you can get into a rut and a rhythm with that. That is incredibly unhealthy. So I'm calling you out a little bit. I'm calling myself out because I've done that for a long time and have recently been awakened to it and realized that I'm not going back there. I don't want to go back there. I'm going to celebrate space and freedom. And that is where I want to live. I want to live in the fullness of God, not the fullness of the world and obligations and what people say I should be living in. Oh, okay. I'm done. I think I'm done. I love you guys. Leave encouraged and leave like ready to ruthlessly edit your schedule and your life and realize that you are not alone. You're not alone. I love you. Have a great week. Bye, friends. Friend, I'm so glad you were here with me today during this episode. If you're ready for more and want to start taking some action steps on what you've heard today, I want you to join a really special community called the Fullness Show community. It's a free, positive, and life-giving group of women just like you who are taking brave steps out of their overwhelm and into their fullness of overflow. And I want to see you in there. You are not alone, girl. Let us show you. To join the group, go to facebook.abbyhaggard.com. I can't wait to meet you in there. Thanks again for listening to The Fullness Show.